Welcome back to Challenges of Faith radio program. I'm Gary McCann. Thank you for joining on this 100% day of sunshine. Even where you are, irrespective of what's going on. Did you know that the majority of teenagers believe that it's important to, to address injustice? How about you? Irrespective of your age, your zip code. When you hear me say zip code, you know what I'm speaking of, where you live. Whether it's on the street, on these yachts, these cruise ships, whatever the case may be. You ready to address injustice? Ready for a story as we begin? An honest man, could have been a lady, but it's an honest man, was being tailgated by a stressed-out woman on a busy boulevard. Suddenly, turned yellow just in front of him. He did the right thing, stopping at the crosswalk, even though he could have beaten the red light by accelerating through the intersection. The tailgating lady hit the road. The roof, actually, as I slow down, and the horn at the same time, screaming in frustration as she missed her chance to get through the intersection. Maybe that's you out there driving right now. As she was still in mid-rant, she heard a tap on her window and looked up into the face of a very serious police officer. The officer ordered her to get out of her car with her hands up. He took her to the police station where she was searched, fingerprinted, and photographed, and then placed in a holding cell. After a couple of hours, a police officer approached the cell and opened the door. She was escorted back to the booking desk where the officer was waiting with her purse. He said, I'm very sorry for this mistake. You see, I pulled up behind your car while you were blowing your horn, flipping off the guy in front of you, and cussing a blue streak at him, and I noticed your license plate holder, where it said, what would Jesus do on your bumper sticker? The follow me to Sunday school bump home plate at Christian Fish Seminole. That's on the trunk. Naturally, I assume you have stolen a car. Is that you, my brother of the household of faith, or me? In the heart of Tanzania, Tanzania, a devastating reality is unfolding. Community of Muslim followers are buying up Bibles. Not for reverence, but for burning them. Why is that? 2024, the 8th day of January, over in Angola, gratitude of these precious Bibles were lovingly handed to believers in over 150 church plants around 
in southern Angola. And here you have the opposite. Individuals searching hungry for the word of God to grow closer to God through Christ, knowing that any moment, when you look at the obituaries around the globe, there's no certain age when God calls your name. But going through life, irrespective of what the trials happen to be, remember, for a believer, you are in a trial, waiting for one or coming out of one. I remember, I would say, Lord, can you let up on some of these trials? But wait a minute, wait a minute. In 2024, brand new day, brand new year. You're talking about for a believer, present hope. As well as future. When your name is called, because it will be. So, Barna has released a report on teenagers and their impact. Again, the majority of teenagers believe their generation can make a positive impact, 87%, and is motivated to do something about unfair or undeserved treatment of people in society, 78%. I agree with that. I know you do, too. Just got to be careful. You say, Gary, why you got to be careful? Because today, depending on what knowledge that teenager is receiving, could be biased toward those individuals who may be causing, while the majority of teenagers believe that it's important to address injustice, there's a drop-off in their confidence and commitment to do so. Roughly two in five strongly agree that they can make a positive impact on others' lives, 41%, and say they will engage in activities that promote justice, 41%. Just one in four teenagers, 26%, trust today's leaders. Did you hear that, leader? And I always let the person who happened to be a janitorial supervisor, that if, in fact, you are one, you are a leader. Only two in five teenagers believe that they can be a teacher, a leader in the world today. For teenagers around the world, extreme poverty tops their list of greatest concerns, followed by climate change, sexual abuse, unemployment, political corruption, and pollution. For teenagers having a holistic, engaged, devout faith correlates with a pull toward doing good in the world, far more than their Christian peers as a whole. Justice-motivated Christian teenagers want others to see Jesus reflected through their words and their actions. And say the Bible motivates them to become a positive person and having a positive impact on others' lives. Similarly, the connection a teenager has to their community, the more empowered they feel to address injustice. Justice-motivated teenagers find importance, satisfaction, and longevity in their community. 
Well, adults, mentors, parents, pastors, youth leaders, politicians, educational, sociologists. There you have it. Especially when they talk about distrust. And speaking of relational trust, you know, it's hard while attempting to learn about the other person for any form of relationship. You know, it's true. You know, think about that person in your life when y'all first met. Especially if you're boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, or husband and wife, wife or husband, or partners in a business, or as an employer, a doctor, an attorney, politician. But what happens when, according to Reclaim the Net, DNA genetics company 23andMe blames affected users for data breach. In light of being hit with more than 30 lawsuits as a result of the colossal data breach it experienced, 23andMe have sought to lay the blame at the victim's feet to absolve itself of any liability as evidenced by a letter this firm dispatched to a group of victims obtained by the tech crunch. Team company 23andMe is under fire. Instead of accepting its part in this monumental, monumental failure of data security, the company appears to have chosen to shift the blame onto its customers. As shared in an email to tech crunch by Hassan Zavari, one of the legal representatives of the victims. Previously in December, as I had Share, 23andMe confirmed that hackers had pillared the genetic and ancestry data of an astounding 6.9 million users, which accounts for nearly half of its customer base. 23andMe only started mandating two-factor authentication on user accounts after the breach. The origins of this breach lay with the violation of roughly 14,000 user accounts via via the potent method of credential stuffing. This technique involves brute forcing accounts with the use of passwords known to be linked to those targeted customers. You say, so, Gary, you're talking about trust. Yes. Then you trust them or any entity with your personal private information which others can get a hold of and use it to mess up your current and future. When you're trying to go for this, that, that, this. Did you hear that the Florida State Surgeon General had called for the halt in the use of COVID-19 mRNA vaccines due to risk of DNA contamination in human cells that may cause cancer? Did you hear about that? What happens when two... I mean, ponder that. You don't mind, do you? But what happens when two individuals, formerly enemies, all of a sudden become friends? Now, correlate that to the neighborhood wherever you happen to live at, in whatever country or city, or correlate it to politics and country. The two alluded to in Scripture, but not the United States, or your country, or yours, or yours, or yours. So I'm possibly saying, as I begin the story, you don't mind, do you? 
According to Newsweek, the recent patient test conducted by China and Russia is a landmark in the ongoing development of quantum technology, with the Mosai satellite playing a crucial role in the transmission of quantum keys over vast distance. This test underscores the potential for quantum communication systems to provide unprecedented levels of data security, making it virtually impossible for third parties to intercept or decrypt the transmitted information, decrypt the transmitted information. The collaborative effort is part of a broader international push towards realizing the technology with implications for national security, economic communication, and beyond. While such advancements promise enhanced data security, they also raise questions about the balance of power in global communications and the future of cybersecurity in an increasingly quantum-enabled world. Now, you just heard me talking about hacking as it relates to 23andMe personally. You heard me the last time talking about AI, all the pros and cons. Now think about it as it relates to the country, former enemies, now friends. According to Bob Bragg, in a response to a Newsweek article that I just shared, he summarized that China and Russia had reported to have successfully tested an encrypted quantum communication system over a 2,300-mile distance, utilizing China's Mosai quantum satellite. This important advancement in quantum technology promises a new era virtually unhackable data transmission, reflecting the deepening high-tech collaboration between the two nations. Remember now, former enemies. You've heard how, I'm sure you've heard the story where you know, all of a sudden, when you're going to fall out with someone, whoever your enemy is, now they become your enemy that was once your friend's friend. And speaking of hacks, did you know, according to Reclaim the Net, the digital ID rollout is becoming a hacker's dream. Did you know that? Governments and corporations around the globe are showing great enthusiasm and either already implementing or planning to implement some form of digital ID. As it turns out, ironically, these efforts are presented to citizens. It's not only making their lives easier through convenience, but also making sure their personal data contained within these digital IDs is safer in a world teeming with malicious actors. Can we just talk about that? Opponents have been warning about serious privacy implications, but also argue against the claim that data security actually gets improved. It would appear they are right, at least according to a report by a cybersecurity firm issued after the hack around the Christmas holiday, something that's now been dubbed Leaksmas. Not only governments and hackers as well love digital IDs, and huge amounts of personal information all neatly gathered in one place. And judging by what's been happening recently, in many instances, sitting there pretty much easily available to them. And hackers have expressed this love 
by making digital ID data their primary focus. The firm, Resecurity, said in its report, it claims that this is a clear fact and that it was able to discern it by analyzing data dumps once they on the dark web after the Christmas time. Digital smash and grab. In numbers, it's staggering 50 million records. Certainly, personally, identifiable information has surfaced on the dark web. The reason so many stolen data sets have made it to the black digital market all at once appear to be technicalities related to the time window during which most of it will be sellable. Selling our personal information. Didn't you know that? According to reports, it's hard to overestimate how devastating this event could be if the DNI has end up in the wrong hands is the sole ID document recognized by the authorities who arrange things are fundamental to people's everyday life. And it just happened over in Peru and other countries that are affected, like the Philippines, the United States, France, and Vietnam. Did you hear about the Indiana? They filed a petition asking the United States Supreme Court to review the State Department of Child Services, the removal of their son from their home because they refused to use the female name and pronoun that he had chosen for himself, according to CBN News. Amid reports that Muslims around the world are accepting Jesus Christ at extraordinary levels, a Palestinian who fought Israel with the PLO before he became a Christian in the 1990s have stated he hopes the Israel-Hamas war will lead Gaza Palestine once an Arafat man and founder of the Hope for Ishmael Evangelical Ministry, 73-year-old former PLO terrorist, Tazar Abu today said in an interview for Trinity Broadcasting Network that he believes many Palestinians are becoming disillusioned with Hamas and radical Islam. Hamas is an ideology that is spread among many people, not only in the Gaza Strip, but all over the world. Tazar told Israeli-American journalist Joel C. Rosenberg during the TBN interview, however, God has a plan. And I believe the Arabs and the Jews plan is also a part of that. And that is where my hope is, uh, said. During the interview, I recounted how he, like many Arabs, had learned to hate Jews through the 1967 Six-Day War. I felt as if I was having a nervous breakdown. And my hatred just grew and grew. I did not understand how we could lose so many wars against Israel. We were bigger than Israel in numbers and size. We had more equipment. Everything we had was more than they had, but still, we lost the wars against them. For me, as for most Arabs, a good Jew was a dead Jew. Following an extraordinary encounter with Jesus Christ in the United States, where he had eventually gone to live to escape arrest for violence against the committed that he committed against Israelis. Siad returned to the Holy Land last year, and he 
felt that in the first instance, Jesus wanted him to give himself up to the Israeli authorities. Ivan in Israel, he was interrogated for 14 hours and then released. Now, he told Rosenberg he hopes to help in the rebuilding of Gaza and to be a part of what God is going to do there. That is why I am back in the Holy Land, to move to the Gaza Strip and to take part in rebuilding. I believe with all the destruction, with all that happened with the hardship that the Palestinians have gone through, they cannot sit back but will ask why God is going to do a lot of work. And I want to be a part of that, he added. Did you hear about the Israeli research team that uses Earth's magnetic field to verify events in the Bible, the Book of Kings? The discovery was achieved by scientists from four Israeli universities. Using a breakthrough technology based on measuring the magnetic field recorded in burnt bricks, Researchers at four Israeli universities have corroborated the occurrence of an event described in the Bible's second book of Kings, the conquest of the Philistine city of Gath by Hazel, king of Aram, or Aram, Iram, but Aram, A-R-A-M. The discovery will make it possible for archaeologists to identify burnt materials discovered in excavations and estimate their firing temperature. Our findings are important for determining the intensity of the fire and the scope of destruction in God, the largest and most powerful city in the land at that time, and also for understanding construction practices in the region. They wrote in the journal PLOS1 under the title, Applying Thermal Demagnetization to Archaeological Materials a tool for detecting burnt clay and estimating its firing temperature. Well, a lot for us to ponder, do you not think? Challenges of Faith Radio programs upcoming. Brother, Reverend Robert Kelly, we're going to be holding weekly discussion as it relates to men, Man, man, man. Brother Kelly's from Strong Man Ministry. Time for us to talk about men. Upcoming Wednesday, we're going to discuss money, the money relationship. But tonight, we end off with the scripture. The Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Matthew chapter 25, 21. Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. 